Hey, Stu. Welcome to Jump Seat Therapy, a podcast where we talk real talk about life's unexpected bumps and provide you with practical tools to keep you in flight even when life gets turbulent. My name's Cosette, and I'm a flight attendant who knows that sometimes life doesn't always go according to plan. No matter what phase of life's flight you're in or whatever weather might be in your path, I hope you never feel alone for the ride. I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. So without further ado, please take your seats and fasten your seatbelts because we're ready for takeoff. Hey girl, happy Wednesday. Welcome. I'm so excited that you're tuning in for today's episode. It's going to be a little bit of a deeper dive of something that I've mentioned here and there on prior episodes. And I just want to dive a little bit deeper into it because it's something that I wasn't super comfortable doing at first, but it's something that I've really benefited from with my mental health since. So Without further ado, let's dive right in on how we can get our galley organized. And y'all, I was flying this past week and was in charge of the galley. And I had this thought of like, how great is it that I get to be in control of this galley right now? And for some people that might be overwhelming, but for me, it was just like a sense of relief. Because I don't know about you, but there are some people that I've flown with that Love being galley, but man, when you walk into the galley, it is a god-awful mess. And I've found that when the galley starts to become chaotic, the rest of the flight feels the same way. And I think a lot of it is because our external environment can greatly impact our internal state. There's even a lot of research and studies of the science behind how clutter and chaos in our external environment impacts our mental health. And just for an example, there is a study that was published in the Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin that shows that women who describe their external environment as being cluttered or chaotic actually show more signs of depression and fatigue. And the study also showed that they had higher levels of cortisol in their system, which is cortisol is the stress hormone. So if you have higher levels of those stress hormones running around inside, no wonder that clutter in this crazy external environment that you have is also creating tension and irritability or this lack of focus, which in turn then disrupts that internal peace. So what if we just took a few moments to really get the galley organized? What if getting our galley organized means that we can reduce that anxiety and that stress that we have throughout the flight? Because making sure our external environment is free of distractions, free of chaos, can actually give us this sense of control. More specifically, it gives us a sense of control and maybe a sense of peace and comfort and confidence that we are in control of the external circumstances, which we already know that we're not. We're only in control of how we respond, but being able to control what our external environment actually looks like and what we're surrounding ourselves with gives us this sense of ease and actually can create more of this inner peace of what would have been or could be a very chaotic situation. And just like our external environment sometimes needs a little bit of spring cleaning, so does our internal. And what I mean by our internal environment is 
what are our thoughts? What are we telling ourselves? What is that inner critic that tends to pop up here and there bringing up for us? What are the emotions that are associated with it and the feelings that keep coming up? And I, I've said it so many times before, but our thoughts become our feelings, which then become our actions. So if we're not careful and intentionally taking inventory of what's going on in our internal state of being, our feelings and emotions can run rampant and therefore translate in our actions, which we always have control again of how we respond in our actions. But it starts by taking back control of what's going on on the inside. And y'all, I'm going to drop a truth bomb here. Life is complicated and complex. And sometimes that means it's very hard to understand and to process without putting it pen to paper. And I think of whenever I talk about journaling or taking your abstract thoughts and making them more tangible by putting them on paper and writing them out, the first thing that comes to mind is thinking of a difficult math problem. I would never take this really difficult or hard math problem and try to solve it in my head or without some kind of help of a calculator. So why would I do that with my thoughts and my feelings? I would work through that that math problem or that equation with pen and paper and with some kind of support. And that's exactly what journaling is to your thoughts. It's not just a great way of organizing your thoughts. It's actually a really good way of sometimes even finding the problem before really digging deeper into the solution. So if you've never journaled before in your life, or maybe you have, and it just hasn't always felt effective, I want to give you a couple of tips and tricks that have really helped me become a better journaler and a better processor of my emotions and my thoughts. Because I think so often when I tell people or when people talk about journaling, a lot of times it's interpreted as just writing in a diary, like, dear diary, this is what I did today. And this is how I felt. And basically all of the surface level things that happen in a day. And we don't actually dig deep into what's going on in that internal environment of ours, which is just crazy to me because if we want to build strong connections with others, we have to have deep conversations with them. So why not have a deep conversation with ourselves to build that strong connection, build that strong relationship and that confidence of who we are? Because truthfully, we can only go as deep with others as we've gone with ourselves. So the first thing that I do when I start to journal is begin with gratitude and an affirmation of myself, especially on the tough days, because we find what we're looking for. So why not start searching for something positive, especially something that we can celebrate and love and embrace within ourselves? And then instead of writing down what's happened or how I'm feeling, I actually start by writing down a question. And it's not the same question every day, but I like to start with asking a question first and then answering the question. And the reason for this is because I'm almost viewing this journal as like I'm leaning on a friend or a family member or even my therapist to help me work through a problem. And maybe a problem I don't even know that's present yet, but that's clearly stirred up some kind of emotion within me. So for example, let's say I wake up and I'm just feeling very anxious. I don't go to my journal and start by saying, I feel anxious. I start by asking the question, 
what is making me feel anxious? Or why am I feeling anxious? Is there a fear or a limiting belief that might be triggering it? And from there, I can start answering those questions and I can go as deep as I want to get in that time. And let's say for this example, my anxiety is coming up because I have to fly a trip that I haven't done before and I don't know the service standards for the flight. And I'm just nervous, anxious, and fearful that I'm going to mess it up. Great. Now we've established where the anxiety is coming from, maybe more specifically what the fear is behind the anxiety so that we can come up with a plan to feel more prepared. And I completely understand that this is a very simple and probably very surface level example, but I promise it works even when you're getting deep into your emotions. And maybe you're picking up your journal and you're like, you know what? I really don't know what I'm feeling right now. I don't really have a question to ask. That's okay too, because I'll give you a tried and true question that'll work every single time and you can take it as deep as you want to go. And the question I would encourage you to write down when you're not sure what to ask yourself is what do I want? This can be simply what do I want in this moment? Maybe it's just a cup of coffee. Maybe I just need a little bit more sleep. Or maybe I just want a little bit of movement. Or it can go as deep as, what do I want in my job? What do I want in my relationships? Or the big one, what do I want in my life? And if you're struggling to really go deep with your journaling, I really want to encourage you to ask a question with every answer. And the best way of doing this is asking with who, what, where, when, why, and how. So for the simple example that I used earlier, why am I feeling anxious? Well, we determined the answer was I had this fear that I didn't know the service standards and that I might fail. Okay, where can I find the service standards? How can I feel more prepared? Who will be alongside me to help me if I do fail? And by answering each of these questions with another question and really solidifying that you have a game plan, you almost start feeling this sense of calm and relief. And those feelings of anxiety that were once there that you started the journal with have now relaxed. And you feel like you are back in control of how the flight is going to go. And as you end your journaling, I highly recommend ending it with a question of what can I do to make today better? Even just by 1%, what is something I can do now or in five minutes from now that's going to make today even better than it was when it first started? And more importantly, make it better than yesterday. And just by asking two to three questions, only going a couple levels deep into your initial question can really make a huge impact in how you journal and the results that you see from journaling. And truthfully, this shouldn't take any more than 10 minutes a day to get these thoughts organized and start to bring a sense of peace and comfort into your internal state of being. Now, typically my journals are just a really cute notebook that I found at Target or TJ Maxx, 
But I do have one that I really have enjoyed lately and highly recommend. It's actually called the five minute journal. I know I said journaling can take about 10 minutes, but if you're new to journaling, this might be a great one for you to start with. It's not typically one that I go really deep into, but it's a great one because it gives you prompts and it really allows you to build that habit of journaling within just five minutes. So I will put the link in the show notes to the one that I use. You can get it off Amazon and I think it's a great place to start because girlfriend, if you are feeling like life has just been chaotic and you're having trouble gathering your thoughts and your feelings and you want want to get back in control. Maybe that means it's time we straighten up the external, we grab a piece of paper and a pen, and we start working on cleaning up the galley within us. Thank you so much for listening in. If you've enjoyed today's episode, send it to a friend so they could be a part of the crew. I'm unbelievably grateful to be on this journey with you. And until next week's adventure, I just want to remind you that when everything seems to be going against you, planes take off against the wind not with it.